Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Darren Marks. He's the CEO of Gromsh Social Enterprises. Good morning, Darren. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. So, so Darren, for those not familiar with Grom Social, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? I'd be happy to. Um, we are an entertainment technology and social media company dedicated to family-friendly programming, web filtering technology, and safe, secure social media for kids. And, and Jeff, we run our business under four divisions. I'll give a quick little scenario of each. Grom Social is a safe social media network designed for children under the age of 13. Grom Educational Services, we provide web filtering services for schools in the United States, government facilities, and private businesses. Top Draw Animation is an award-winning producer of top quality animation and a leading source of 2D animation programming for global entertainment providers. In fact, we just celebrated our 23rd anniversary. And due to our latest acquisition, Curiosity Inc. Media, we're now in the original storytelling and IP development through TV, film, publishing, consumer projects, digital offerings that lead to potential new revenue opportunities. And I know that's a lot. It might sound like we're going down different rabbit holes, but this was very much orchestrated by our management team because each of these divisions play into where the industry is going. So we're very aware of the streaming services are out there. We're very aware of, of laws that are being passed in the Senate, putting restrictions on big social media companies. So by us putting together these four divisions, we can assure ourselves that we can be very valuable to the Disney's, the Netflix, and, and uh, DreamWorks of, of, the, of the world out there because we provide a service that they so desperately need. I can get into each of these a little bit more and explain it, but there is a specific reason that we have our business running with four different divisions. Can you give us just a little flavor of, of how they fit together? I'd be happy to. So let's take Grom Social, for example. Um, we all know that social media companies have not kept our kids safe. In fact, my wife and I have six children, so I can probably uh, write a book on this myself. For example, Meta was fined $400 million for the way they handled kids' data. U.S. Senators Blumenthal and Blackburn recently introduced a comprehensive online safety bill. Google YouTube, they were fined $170 million for privacy violations. What's happening is there's a law called COPPA, which is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and that's what governs, and that's what these fines are being imposed on these companies because they are having children on these sites that are not following the rules and it's becoming more and more difficult. So the opportunity for us is with our app, Brom Social, we are the only COPPA-compliant app in the market that offers a full suite of social media features. We offer digital citizenship for kids. We have over 1,450 hours of, of uh, friendly family content. So that is one really important aspect of our business that we see tremendous growth because of these industry tailwinds that are happening right now. Going to the second with Top Draw Animation. Top Draw is an award-winning 2D animation studio. In fact, we currently produce a show for Disney called, called Pen Zero. We just did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. That's a big blockbuster hit on, Nick, on uh, Netflix right now. We did that for Nick. We've been producing My Little Pony for Hasbro. 
So what's happening with the streaming services, they used to live in silos where, where Nickelodeon would, would, would have it on their show and then it would play out and they would scale it across multiple platforms. Now with the streaming services, you're paying a fee to have that content live within that silo. It doesn't leave anymore. So the models change. So the animation industry is growing leaps and bounds because 20 to 25% of each library that, that these streaming services have, HBO Max, Paramount, of course, Disney, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon, they all have to produce. So our business is going through tremendous growth right now because of the, the, the amount of content that these, that these folks need right now. So those are just two examples of two of our divisions. Now, the third, Curiosity Inc. Media, as I said, we are in the original IP, storytelling business. So the IP we're developing, we're pulling data from our Grom social users on our COPPA-compliant app and getting feedback and designing intellectual property that we know the children want. We test it and we vet it through that process. So each of these divisions have an ability to work together to create value. So when we go back to Disney, we can say, hey, we can pull information from our COPPA-compliant kids app. We can produce your, your animation. We can come up with our own ideas and have partnerships with Disney, Nickelodeon, whoever it may be, because of the talent we have. And, and I'd love to just spend a minute, if I could, Jeff, kind of going over our management team, because we've assembled a, a pretty impressive team, if you're okay with that, of course. Sure, go ahead. So myself, I have over 30 years' experience building public and private companies. Our CFO, Jason Williams, has over 25 years' experience in public uh, financial accounting and public and private companies. He ran businesses just shy of a billion dollars. But this is where it starts getting where we were very industry-specific with the next uh, four different uh, executives that we have. Paul Ward, the president of Grom Social, he was with Nickelodeon for 20 years as an executive vice president. Um, interesting about Paul, he's one of the original architects of TV Land, which remains today the highest rated cable network in the Paramount, which is, of course, formerly Viacom family. And I'll just give you a couple other examples. Russell Hicks, who's the president of Top Draw Animation, our animation company. Uh, he was the president of Nickelodeon Animation Studios. He was also the mastermind behind countless iconic franchises like Paw Patrol, the reboot of Scooby-Doo, SpongeBob, and Dora the Explorer. And I'll give you one more. Jared Wolfson was the former C e C uh, senior EVP at Jack Pacific. If you're not familiar, it's a very large billion-dollar toy company. Jared has more than 25 years' experience and has built and managed numerous successful franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, Pokemon, just to name a few. So what's interesting about this team, Jeff, is there isn't a CEO or company that this management team can't get an audience with. So whether it's, it's promoting our kids-friendly social media app that's COPPA compliant, which is, again, following right where the trail winds are, or getting business for our world-class animation studio, or producing our own IP, we have the ability to not only grow it and develop it, but scale it through through this management team that we put together. Okay. So, so um, one thing that came to mind, given you know the Jack specific area, um, are, are you doing anything with that IP in terms of uh, monetizing characters' toys or books? 
We, we are currently working with a group called Sepia. In fact, we had a nice little announcement out today. Um, we're doing their Cats First Pickles brand. If you're not familiar, it's about a $25 million brand. It's very, very popular on YouTube. Uh, in fact, I learned through the company that, that cats don't like pickles, right? There was a whole YouTube sensation about this, and they made it into an animated series. So we are the master licensing. Um, we own the master licensing and, and distribution for that brand. So we're going to be doing um, a full-length animated series through our studio. We're going to be developing new storyboarding. So those are some of the things that we're doing currently. But we also have 15 properties that we own, Jeff, that are in various stages of development. And I'll give you one example. We just launched a brand that we own called Santa.com. It's an e-commerce platform. And we just launched it in, in, in October, early October. We had 38,000 visitors over the Thanksgiving weekend. So it's picking up popularity uh, quite nicely. It's, it's, a, it's a new way to shop for Christmas. It's kind of an all-in-one for children, for grown-ups, uh, for grandparents, a way where you can get helpful hints. You can follow our Advent calendar and get shopping ideas, cooking ideas, packaging, gift wrapping, everything under the sun all wrapped in one. And we just released something great. It's the first and only AI-powered Talk to Santa. There's over 7,000 responses uh, that children can um, ask Excuse me, Santa and they'll come back with these great responses. Um, so that's something that no one else has released yet through StoryFile, one of our partners on this technology. But that e-commerce platform is going to be a franchise in itself. So there's just a lot of different things, but they all tie in together. We can drive the kids over to the Grom Social app. We can then take the success, success of Santa.com and turn it into a feature film. So do you see by these four divisions, they really do – play a big role in our success. Okay. So so you're, you're taking on a lot. Um, presently, where's the bulk of the revenue coming from today, and where do you anticipate it coming from in the future? So right now, um, about 90% of our revenue is being generated from our animation division top draw. Um, and that business historically has been in around the $8 million mark with uh, EBITDA you know, just north of $2 million. So, so great cash flow, very profitably went through a bit of a decline through COVID. It's located in uh, the Philippines and Manila, Manila specifically. Um, and uh, we had major shutdowns, which is one of the most regulated uh, countries in, in the world, like, like China was. So now we're starting to see a great trend. If you look at third quarter numbers, it was about 40% of yearly revenue. You'll see a very similar, actually better, uh, in the fourth quarter, and you'll see us getting back to pre-COVID numbers with a potential partnership. And I'd love to kind of talk this through just a bit more because um, it really speaks volumes about where this, in, where this division's going. And then I'll circle back on the revenue if you're okay with that. Sure. So we're, we're, we're in the midst of finalizing a deal with a Canadian-based animation company to buy a large stake of the business that is pre and post production. So when you look at the animation world, Jeff, it, it's broken into to three parts, 10% pre-production, 80%, which is what we do, which was the heart and soul of the animation. And then post production is sound voiceovers and things like that. We only do the 80%. 
with this partnership will now be a full-service firm. And what this will do for us is it will change the current cycle that we're in at the moment. Right now, the way our currently works is it goes from it goes from the content provider, so let's say Disney, to the middleman, and then the middleman will come and sub us out to finish the 80%, and then work. So it goes content provider, prime contractor, then to top draw animation. So we mostly receive overflow business. We can fill a maximum of 85% of our production run rate, and the margins have been lower, even with like I mentioned earlier, historically over 2 million EBITDA, the margins are still lower. With this new partnership and this new cycle, we're now a full-service animation firm. So what that means is we can receive projects direct from the content providers, eliminating the middleman because we now offer pre- and post-production. We can expand our, our production beyond the 85% threshold, and we have much, much greater top line and much higher uh, margins. Now, don't get me wrong. This has been a great business for us. Now, I please, I don't want to get the audience to think we don't think it is. Two million EBITDA is, is amazing. However, we think this partnership can grow this business substantially, not only in, in widening the margins, but also much greater in top line. So right now, you're going to see most of the revenue, 90% from that in growth. However, as I mentioned earlier, with the Grom Social app and all this COPPA compliancy coming down the pipe with the U.S. Senate and all these fines that are being imposed, again, on Meta, YouTube, Google, you are going to see them starting to push kids that are under 13 away from these platforms, and we think the opportunity for us is amazing. So anybody out there that's trying to reach young children under the age of 13 are going to have to go to a COPPA-compliant platform. And like I said to you, we're one of the few that's out there right now. So we think there's going to be a big hockey stick effect, if you will, um, on the upside, naturally, uh, with the Grom Social app. And then lastly, what you'll see is a lot of the IP that we're developing through our acquisition uh, partnership with Curiosity Inc. Media, you're starting to see brands like we, we started, we acquired the company 15 months ago. They're starting to come to parts of where we've cultivated them, we've created storyboards, and now we're getting partners that are putting up equity or we're starting to get distribution coming out. So, so those will start generating. Those are typically a bit longer, Jeff, because it takes time to, to get from concept to funding to distribution to revenue. So initially you'll see big growth in animation. You'll see revenue from, from the Grom social app. You'll see things like our partnership with Sepia generating revenue. We have publishing revenue. We've launched a couple very, very successful books. And then at the tail end, you'll start to see like towards the fall of next year significant revenue being generated by Curiosity Inc. Media. So in two years' time from now, we believe the animation division will be a small representation of what our revenue is. It won't decline. It will still go up, but the other divisions will dwarf it just because of the nature of what, they, what they're producing. Okay. So the animation you're doing now is predominantly for others. Is that correct? That is all of it. We are a service provider. We do not make any of our own animation yet, but okay. that is going to change. Okay. So do you presently have any content um, that, that's proprietary? 
Oh yeah, we have uh, 1,450 hours of live action content that we produced and owned uh, that we display on our Grom social app or different platforms that we, uh, that we own. What are some of the screens that those can be seen on? Uh, YouTube, you can go to, the Grom, Grom, uh, go to the App Store, whether it be Google Play or, of course, um, Apple, and download the app, and you can watch. Well, if you're uh, under 13, <laughs> it might be difficult for some of the, some of the audience here. Um, or you can go to our website, gromsocial.com, and get an idea there. We do display some of the content for parents that want to kind of check us out before they let their kids download it. Um, but those are our mas- basically a lot of our, our distribution. But we're very careful not to display this all around the Internet. We want to keep it in, in specific areas so it's fresh and new to our base. Okay. And how do people find out about you, you know, the social media and, uh, and the animation? Well, I mean, we're, we first they, the thing they could do is, is they can Google us or they can check us out. Uh, we are a publicly traded company under the symbol Grom, uh, G-R-O-M for obviously Grom Social. Uh, we trade on the NASDAQ. Um, they can look us up that way or they can go to our website, gromsocial.com. They can go to curiosityincmedia.com. Um, we have different websites for each of our divisions, but the easiest way would probably be to go to gromsocial.com. They can look us up on YouTube. We have a lot of content up on YouTube as well. Okay. Now, I'm, I was thinking more in terms of um, your target market for the, uh, for the network. How are you reaching those people? Um, you talk about for the children. For the, yeah, for the social media. So interestingly enough, the best way is we do advertise. We do have uh, marketing programs and different things that we do. However, the biggest growth that we see is word of mouth. We've made the app really interesting to children. The content's funny. It's engaging. It's safe. It has all positive messaging, parental oversight, all the things that the parents want and all the things that the children want. So we've made it where kids will invite their friends to come in, very similar to how a lot of these other platforms grew. They created interesting features, good content, and then word of mouth came. And we also, we also have user-generated content that our users are posting. But I want to just make sure your audience knows that we're going to be introducing uh, in May or June of 23 a whole new app that has – it will be the same Grom Social – but it will have features that we think are, are going to change the way kids use social media, younger children. And keep in mind we're not after anybody over the age of 13. This is strictly for kids that are in that COPPA compliancy age group at a demo. But we think they're going to be able to animate their life through our app. And, again, it's all going to be safe, 24-7 live monitoring, parental oversight. We have every technology known. Uh, way of verifying who's on there. The parents have to go through a registration process to have the kids sign up. So we know we're one of the safest, if not the safest, apps out there. But keep it, tell your, make sure our listeners know that in May and June of this year, depending on when we launch it, there's going to be a feature that has not been used on other social media platforms. And we think this is going to be a big turning point for us for user, uh, user growth. We think that in conjunction with the industry tailwinds, with what's happening, again, with the U.S. Senate and all these fines, um, it's coming down the pipe, Jeff. I promise you I study this stuff. I'm, I'm very aware. I, we're kids safe seal. 
We're on the phone with these folks all the time. We know this is coming, and we think we are going to be the answer for a lot of these parents and kids out there. That uh, For the parents, they don't want them on social media. That's not safe. And for the kids, they're not going to be allowed. So they're going to be looking aggressively for a platform, and we think we're the answer. Okay. So for most of your business, you're up against much larger competitors. What would you say your edge is, or how do you compete? Well, the, in, it, the, in the animation world, it, it's 23 years of, of, of creating top-quality animation. So you don't have Disney and Nickelodeon and DreamWorks and Hasbro as customers for, you know, we've been, like I said, making My Little Pony for 11 years, and, and Tom and Jerry, and the, we just did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. We have those because we do excellent, excellent work. So our competition is out there, but our, our advantage is our quality of work. That's the animation company. The Curiosity Inc. Media, there's a lot of people out there that are producing content, right? This is not a new thing. But are they, do they have the management team that we have? Do they have former presidents of Nickelodeon and Jack Specific and these major companies? These guys have done this already. That's why. So when they, well, one of, uh, interesting story, Paul Ward will tell you himself, he at Nick, he didn't own any. He didn't own Paw Patrol. He didn't own uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. He didn't own Dora. Uh, they made Viacom a lot of money. They all left those big, cushy jobs that come to Grom because they wanted this dessert legacy. They want to take ideas and concepts that they created, and they know how to distribute it and create it and push it through Grom. So that's another distinct advantage that we have. And I think for the app, again, we're the only – COPPA compliant, I'm talking about the Grom social app now for the children, we're the only fully COPPA compliant app that offers a full suite of social media features. Now, there is other companies out there that have one or two aspects of COPPA, but to have the full suite, so, so that's a very competitive advantage for us. We have a tremendous reputation, consumer trust. We've been endorsed in the past by the John Walsh Foundation, PTA, the National Parenting Educational Network, uh, attorneys generals from different states. So we, we, we have that consumer trust, that credibility going into this. You couple it with great features, great content, safety for the parents, parental oversight for the parents, and the fact that this tailwind's coming. I would love to come back on your show in six months and talk about where COPPA is, where the Senate is and where these fines are, because I think people are seeing it, but I think they're going to be amazed what's really going to happen. And they are interested in keeping the kids safe, Jeff. I promise you if they, they've just, it's taken a long time to do it. We've been very patient, but it's happening finally. So those are our competitive advantages. Okay, so that's certainly important, but how do we make money? Can you, can you touch on the, the revenue models? The revenue models are simple. I'll start with Grom, uh, Grom Social, the, the uh, children's app. Um, advertisers that are trying to reach that young demo, right? They're having much more difficult times because of the fines that are being imposed onto, onto Meta, onto Google, onto YouTube, YouTube Kids. So they're looking for places to advertise. So not only can we get significant av uh, um, ad revenue, we can also pull our children information because we're COPPA compliant. We can use it as a breeding ground. So we think there's many different revenue streams to be had in the Grom Social app. 
top draw animation I mentioned to you before, we're getting back to, we're, we're, we're scaling towards the pre-COVID numbers with this new partnership that gives us the full service animation div, uh, company now. We can scale revenue significantly. You're not going to see us go from 8 to 20 million in a year, but what you will see is, is 20 to 30 to 40 percent increases per year because of this full service partnership that we have. And really where you're going to see some of the bigger revenue come in is on our e-commerce platform, Santa.com. We're already seeing success. As I mentioned, we had 38,000 visitors over the Thanksgiving weekend that were shopping and exploring and, and doing different things on that platform. And then it's going to come down to the content. We have, and unfortunately there's a couple things I can't mention because they're kind of behind the wall still of projects that are being bid on or there's equity deals being put together with significant partners to bring these projects to the big screen or to a series on TV or to a streaming service. So you'll see significant revenue by, by um, IP that we currently own. And then one last piece is I mentioned the SEPIA agreement, which is a licensing, exclusive licensing and distribution agreement. We just made an announcement today I mentioned with, with selling product on our advent calendar on the Santa.com. So you'll see us managing brands. Companies are starting to come to us seeing that we have uh, the ability with our management team and some of the successes that we had in the industry, and they're willing to come to us and say, look, we want you to kind of grow our brand. And we put it through the same channels that we're doing our own brand, so it isn't a huge lift, and it is a nice revenue stream. So, so that's so you mentioned, where you're oh, going to go see ahead. different revenue coming from. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That, that's where you're going to see different revenue starting to develop. So I would look for a very good fourth quarter, and I would also look for a better first quarter, and then starting to see growth throughout the 23 calendar year. Okay. So you already mentioned some, but can you just give us a little timeline as we monitor the company, some of the events and catalysts to watch for over the next 12 months? So I think that, like I said, the first thing you're going to see is, is the growth in the animation space because it is a mature business. And then you're going to start to see revenue kicking in probably mid-year, early, early summer. Uh, you're going to start to see Grom Social, the app revenue kick in. You'll see consistent revenue from Sepia, the licensing agreements that we have that I've been speaking about, and publishing. And then towards the tail end of the year, you're going to start to see projects that we've kind of brought through the system that we own, signing with significant partnerships where they're putting up big, big money. You're also going to see, and I could talk on this very lightly because we did file um, an S1 and we did kind of touch on it. So there's three opportunities that we have in front of us. And I touched on, on one of them, the partnership with the, um, the Canadian animation company, but, but there is two others that, that will generate revenue for us. One will be in, in 23, the other will be early 24. I'll start with the first. It's a series very similar to Coco Melon, if you're familiar. Um, we have a signed letter of intent to acquire an equity stake from a leading European kids entertainment company that has a tremendous track record of success. Um, in fact, we've been partnered with them on this project for over two years now. So there's been a bit of a relationship. So we have commitments from world-renowned broadcasters in North and South America that are willing to air the series. 
we have a commitment from leading UK broadcasters that are willing to air the series, and broadcasters in Ireland, Greece, and Belgium, again, that are willing to air the series. So two key factors on, on growing an IP is funding, which we have a full commitment on funding from government and tax incentive contributions to execute on the property. So the, so the project is funded. Secondly is the broadcaster. So you put those two together, broadcasting commitments and funding, and the chance of a successful project go up 20-fold. So we are going to own a, a, a very healthy equity stake in that project. And the, we talked about the full-service uh, pre- and post-production animation company in Canada. That was the second opportunity. And the last one, which will be announced in January, and I promise you and your audience, when you see the person that we're partnered with, it is going to give us an enormous amount of credibility. Uh, I cannot mention his name uh, due to confidentiality uh, and competitive reasons, but I can tell you this. It's a world-renowned director with a track record of two iconic blockbuster movies, two, that household names, you would know both of them, that have generated over $350 million in box office sales, so significant. What's more interesting is he's currently working on a new movie that has a $150 million budget that's highlighting the largest gaming platform in the world right now. So we've been under contract with this particular individual since February of this year, and we plan on releasing the partnership in January of 23, so just around the corner. So those are other opportunities. So one of the things that's really interesting is when shareholders call me sometimes and they'll look at the stock price and they'll say to me, I don't understand, you guys have all this going on. And I always tell them, look, if the, the way the industry looks at us by getting these, these big contracts and partners and people that think we're doing a phenomenal job, if the industry looked at us uh, the way, if Wall Street looked at us the way the industry looked at us, we'd have a $10 stock probably, or at least a $5 stock. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, so now part of our initiative in 23 is to really start to execute and, and get these announcements out there and show Wall Street, look, the industry loves us. Now we want you guys to love us. So we think we're going to go through a, a change of, of how we're being perceived. And I think one of the one of the underlying issues that we ran into was we had put these announcements out that we were doing these projects, and a lot of the streets thought they were going to be generating revenue immediately, and they didn't, right? In fact, we had a slight decline because of COVID with our animation division. So it, I think it, the, the messaging was confusing the street, Jeff. And, and what, so what's going to happen now is when we start turning on these revenue streams, I think they're going to say, ah, finally, they finally got there. So I think we did a poor job, I did a poor job of educating the investors in the street that these things don't, they do, they take time. They're not overnight. It's not, hey, we signed a contract, we're getting revenue. You have to, you have to bring these projects through a process and then the revenue starts to come into play. So I think you're going to see a lot of different messaging from us in, in 23. You're going to see revenue opening up. You're going to see um, a lot of big-time individuals and companies partnering with us because they see value there. And I think the whole perception of the company is going to change. Okay. Well, you sure, certainly have a lot of interesting things going on, and I really uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to share the story with us. 
Well, I really appreciate you uh, letting us tell the story, Jeff. Uh, much appreciated. Thanks, John. All right.